0: So, are you DTFF?
1: Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge.
0: Hey, welcome back everyone to DTFF. It is Tuesday, and we are here talking some fantasy football. What could be better oh oh and that was my co-host jake trowbridge uh chiming in there he is excited too aren't you jake i i, I, I feel like up. that's a very excited uh woo you gave it's like, it's like a howl
1: I, I, it was a gutter it's as close to a guttural howl <laughs> as i can get
0: nice and how are you doing this fine tuesday
1: man i'm doing fantastic we're like Ten days out from the NFL draft, oh, I can't Do you wait. Realize that it's insane. It's literally insane, and I, I personally can't wait to see uh, how I'm disappointed <laughs> by this thing as I am every year. Yep,
0: yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, uh Brian, our buddy, uh, we're talking um, after our bowling tournament this weekend. Uh, about the draft a bit and what we thought maybe the Packers were going to do. And I just said, please, God, don't take a wide receiver at pick 15. Although part of me would really like it just as a big uh, for Goody just to be like F.U. Rogers. Now you're getting a, now we're getting a, a stud wide receiver uh, because you're being such a dickwad for all this time.
1: Wait, I <laughs> hold on though. You don't want a wide receiver at pick fifteen for the Packers. You actually are asking them to wait beyond the first round this time.
0: Yeah, I guess. I, I, you Man. know what I like. I, I would like them to. Hopefully, there's uh, one of the more elite uh, tackles that drops mm-hmm. that we can uh, draft to replace Bakhtiari. Uh, just based on his comments and his last few seasons of health uh, it would be it'd behoove us to uh, have a tackle that could protect Jordan Love behoove was a big word uh, and I wasn't the second time I've that. used it
1: in about 20 minutes that's why you you are primed and ready to use it already uh I, I I don't hate that but man you must really have some confidence in uh in these receivers one of whom we're going to talk about a little bit yeah. later by off. the way absolutely I have full confidence in the two of them well you more than i and we will we will discuss that a little bit further uh in the chat by the way everybody come hop into the chat we love when mr. you're scampers. here with us live mr scampers good evening to you as well and uh I, I i will say so dustin told me before we go on air so we're doing uh, it's a two-parter let's mm-hmm. say it's we're doing high risk high reward players 2023. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, I am going to be talking about a Packer player there. Uh, but we're also doing one of our pop drafts. We're doing a classic video games draft tonight. Dustin told me he has not studied for this at all. He's not prepped for this one iota. So it's going to be flying off the top of your head, huh?
0: It is. And it's it's going to be rough. I'll probably do some quick Googling uh, just, to get, just to jog my memory because I'm sure I won't remember um, all the games that I used to love to play. You just gotta Google your heart, right here, man. That's all you need. And how do you Google your heart? Is, is well, there a specific? Uh, where where's the keyboard for that?
1: I don't know. You might need the software upgrade. I don't know. I, I just do it instinctually. So oh, I, I can't. Okay. I'm not a IT guy.
0: Well, neither <laughs> am I.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, hey, what are you drinking?
0: We're not drinking the same thing tonight. I don't. No, think we're not. We might be,
1: but I don't. Know. I, I it doubt planned. it.
0: I, I I highly doubt it. So I am drinking a uh, Tatake, a good Mexican lager. Um, I was I was tricked by our local uh, liquor store because um, you know me, I I like my Modelo's.
1: Uh, sure. So I,
0: I was gonna go get a, a case of Modelo, and it was like thirty one dollars for a case. Uh, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Well, then I saw the Tatake in in the the shelf next to it, and it said four ninety nine for a twelve pack, and I was like. Well, I love Tatake. It is a great beer. It's essentially <laughs> yeah. the same thing as Modelo. I will just get that for for half the price. No, I think I the one to. must have fell off the uh, the price thing. Oh. Uh, so it's $14.99 a 12-pack. Wow. Well. Uh, so ended up being the same price. I'm not disappointed, though, because I love Tatake.
1: Crushed your spirits just a little bit, though. You thought you got one of the old Jake specials. Yeah, uh, absolutely. A clearance uh, closeout beer mm-hmm. that was probably expired if it was $4.99 for a 12-pack, let's be honest. Uh, I would have been still I... okay with it. <laughs> expired Tecate is better than no Tecate at all. Mm-hmm. I am drinking from Sierra Nevada a wild little thing. Look at that bright-ass oh. pink can. I love it. It's a slightly sour ale. Oh. And you know what? It's It's accurate. For advertising, it is just slightly sour. I like my sours to be a little bit more sour, but this one's fine. It's a good intro
0: to sour beers is what you're saying.
1: I do believe that's true. Yeah. Okay. If you don't like sours, maybe give this one a whirl and just
0: dip your toe in. Yeah, absolutely. Wish I wish that one would have been around, you know, four years ago when I started dipping my toes into sours. (laughs) That's okay. It's neither here nor there. It's true. Yeah. So, um, Jake, I am going to be uh, paying out one of our beer bets this evening. Uh, so I just exciting. figure I got to get this going and just clear my ledger. So <laughs> you got a ways to go. <laughs> I I have a little bit of ways to go. Yes. Um, so next one on here uh, from from the one I lost was that I said Zeke was going to be a top 10 running back. Last year. In I've been waiting on this per one. game and points per game, and that obviously did not happen. Did not come close. We don't have to dig into it. Just know that that I lost that one. Jake, you are an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius. Boo! Cheers, my friend. Thank you, sir. As you
1: throw that one back, that looked like a little bit of a frosty outside. Unless that's just a mind. Oh thing. yeah. Did you put that in the freezer?
0: Yeah, yeah. I put the that's shot glass in the freezer. Idea.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm going to steal that. For sure, I'm going to steal that. That's a great idea. I do that with mugs. I've never thought to do it with shot glasses.
0: Yeah. Keeps it nice and chill. You're the genius. You know, I know you
1: said it about me, but really, you're the genius for that. Well, shucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you who's not a genius is uh, the person who submitted their drunk trade of the week. Do we want to go ahead and jump in?
0: I can't wait. Drunk Drunk
1: Drunk 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 Hammer Drunk 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 drunk. Tanner, drunk 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 Trade of the Week Dusty, this is actually a 2 for drunk trade, we got a two for the price of one, which Woo-hoo. was already free. So that's pretty great. This one came from the FFB tech on Twitter was not actually submitted directly to us. It was uh, helpfully tagged by friend of the show, Toronto Dave, uh, as a uh, a post that we should pay attention to. And I, I appreciate that because here's what happened. This was a 12 team PPR super flex league, dynasty league. All right. So here's, here's the setup. They were okay. drinking trails End eight year bourbon. I don't Ooh. know what Trails and 8-Year Bourbon is, but 8-Year Bourbon. It sounds goodness. delicious. I'm already excited for them for that part. I'm less excited for the trades, but uh, I'm curious to see how you fall on this. So let's look at the first trade that happened here. All right. Set. So again, Superflex, very important here. Sent away Lamar Jackson. So already I'm skeptical. <laughs> and sent away Jahan Dotson from the Washington Commanders as well. Now, they did get back A.J. Brown. It's a big name. That's a big piece. Mm -hmm. And got a 2023 first-round pick. Did not specify the actual pick itself there, so that's interesting. And then a 2023 second. Actually, two 2023 seconds. Mm -hmm. So first, two seconds in A.J. Brown. Now we're talking about Lamar Jackson. I know he's going through the contract dispute, the will-he-won't-he play this year. But if you're anything like me, you're not really too fixated on that because you know what his dynasty value is. What
0: do you think of that first one? I oh, this is tough. I, I actually don't think it's that bad a trade Um, for the person that was receiving Lamar Jackson. You do have to overpay a little bit, especially in the Super Flex Leagues, to get that elite quarterback. So how I view this is it's A.J. Brown is like a first Plus caliber.
1: Maybe a first and a second by himself. Yeah. At
0: least. Okay. Um, and then you got your first. So that's basically two firsts and two seconds for Lamar Jackson, uh, which I think is fair. And then a second, an additional second rounder for Jahan Dotson. Okay, that's fine. So I don't think that trade in and it itself is bad if you're receiving Lamar Jackson. And then obviously if you're getting Uh, The other side, you're getting a stud wide receiver in A.J. Brown coming off a career year. I would expect more of the same this year. You're getting a first rounder. Hopefully it's early and a couple seconds in what is, you know, a fairly deep class this year. So I actually don't think that that's that bad a trade considering you're drinking eight year bourbon.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I, I will agree with that. That part of the sentiment. For uh, for taking uh, maybe a bath and some bourbon on the night, mm-hmm. I, I think that that's fine.
0: Yeah, how do you feel look about at it? it?
1: Like I look at it like this. Jahan Dodson basically equals out a second. So mm-hmm. take those two pieces out of it. You're looking at Lamar Jackson for A.J. Brown, a first and a second. If you view A.J. Brown as a first and two seconds, now we're still talking about two firsts, two seconds for Lamar Jackson. In Superflex, I get it. I get why you might trade him for that. I would like to know what those picks actually turned out to be. Right, There's a very mm-hmm. real possibility that's a back half of the first round, first round pick, in which case I'm not that excited about that. I mean, AJ Brown is still fantastic. Right. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm not as excited.
0: Yeah, you're you're definitely right there. I would want a top four-ish, that, that first rounder to be like a, a top four-ish pick uh, with the AJ Brown. The second's. Earlier would be better, especially one of them, have it, have one earlier, one later. But yeah, I think you're right there, Jake. Where that first ends up really does make a big difference.
1: So that's a bummer that we don't know that specifically. I wasn't able to get that detail. But in the second trade, we have a little bit more detail to work with. This was a later trade, I'm surmising here. So uh, it's still a, still a bourbon trade, though. Let's be very clear. Still Superflex PPR Dynasty. Here's the mm-hmm. second one. They sent away Rashad Penny, George Pickens, and a 201 in this year's rookie class. They received Jamal Williams, Rashad Bateman, Christian Watson, and a 2023 second round pick as well. This one did not say what the actual pick is. This is where I get a little bit confused here why why the 201 shows up on one Mm -hmm. side, but we're left to imagine what the other second round pick is. It's not going to be the 201. We we know this.
0: We know that for certain.
1: (laughs) So I don't know if there's some sort of tie-breaking mechanism that still needs to be played out in their league or something. That could very well be. But let's assume it's a mid-round second pick just to make it easy. Mm -hmm. A lot of pieces involved. So again, Rashad Penny, George Pickens, 201, Jamal Williams, Rashad Bateman, Christian Watson, a second. I have a very clear winner in my heart for this one. But who do you have on this trade? Um,
0: I will take the uh, mermaid side of Jamal Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. I, I mean, Jamal Williams, we saw what he did last year, uh, and he will be talked about more. So I won't go into super big detail of why I like him. Uh, he's one of my, my players. I will be discussing, uh, Bateman still very young, uh, especially if Lamar sticks around, uh, that'd be good for Bateman. Uh, Watson, we saw what he did last year. Very young, very electric. You're getting a second round pick. Rashad Penny hasn't been able to stay healthy for one single season yet. Although I do like the situation he's walking into with Philadelphia. Uh, I just still don't trust that he will stay healthy. Pickens uh, flashed at times last year, which was great. I jury for me, the jury is still out on him whether he is going to be a fantasy stud. I mean, he kind of right now, kind of. I mean, he's equal to either like Watson or Bateman. Like it's they're kind of that same tier of of wide receiver. And then you know the two second round picks essentially wash out. I know one's obviously later than the other one, but they're both second rounders. I mean, I yeah. So that that's why I like the decide with the more players.
1: We're in agreement on this one. We were a little bit split on the first one. We are in full agreement on this one. Uh, I I look at it very similarly. I think Pickens and Bateman basically could be the same person right now. Uh, Bateman we've seen more time in the league But he's been injured so often That it's been Mm -hmm. hard to get a real gauge on him I'm still pretty high on him George Pickens this gives us an opportunity To talk about a Steelers move that just went down As of today's recording They Mm -hmm. actually went ahead and added Allen Robinson into their crew So now it's Deontay Johnson George Pickens and Allen Robinson And I do view them in that order by the way In terms of fantasy relevance I don't think it hurts George Pickens Uh, necessarily, just depends on if he's going to do much work out of the slot. Probably not. Probably won't. Mm -hmm. He'll stay on the outside. Um, But Rashad Penny, you said, I don't know if I can trust Rashad Penny stays healthy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the Eagles staff can trust or will trust that he stays healthy. So I think that there's a good chance they add a running back in this draft because it is so deep for rookies this year. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit of an illusion what's going on with Rashad Penny. And how awesome his value looks right now. Cause I just don't think that backfield's close to being done yet. So, Christian Watson still loved the long term upside, even with Jordan Love. You know, people are a little bit down with him, but I still love the upside. Same with Bateman and Jamal Williams, man. Just for the vibes, mm-hmm. just for the vibes alone, he's worth one it. of my
0: favorite players in the league. I love him. And Absolutely. I'm still disappointed that the Packers moved on from him. Cause I just loved his interviews. He's, he, he hits me right here in the heart bone. He's got the key to your heart. Uh he sure yes, does. I I
1: think overall, and um to be clear, so they sent away Lamar Jackson, Jahan Dotson, they sent away Penny Pickens in the 201. So I think ultimately, yeah, it's not as bad as it could have been.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: but I I think you should have maybe just closed your phone and maybe reevaluated it the next day, is all.
0: You're definitely getting a lot of youth with all those moves and a lot of picks. Um, So I'm taking this as this person feels like they were kind of in a rebuild mode. And, and this was their move to just acquire picks in this year's draft. Plus add some high upside young players that could potentially work out and score them points.
1: I dig it. I dig it. We've seen so, so much worse come through these parts. Oh, absolutely. Not even close to a bad, I wouldn't even call it a bad Uh, Trade. I would just say it's not for me. That's that's how I'd say it.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Looks like you got some uh, some free agent updates. I know um, (sighs) one not on here with the the Robinson move to Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, I I put these in the show sheet, and I'll be honest, I couldn't want to talk about them any less. Uh, I could say them (laughs) out loud just so people hear them.
0: Uh
1: but yeah Alan Robinson with Pittsburgh that's the biggest news out of mm-hmm. this group which should already. And it doesn't
0: excite me one <laughs> bit.
1: No. I'm not interested in Allen Robinson uh in any way. I got burned last year. I had hope last year and and they just burned me too. Same. So I'm out on him like I said. I think he's the third most fantasy relevant receiver in that crew. Uh, these other ones I'll just note really quick. Chosen aka Robbie Anderson did get signed to Miami. <laughs> Uh, we know my history with Anderson. Uh, I've been burned more times than I can literally count at this point. I will not follow him to this new team. Uh, they already have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, obviously. There's I think I'm gonna clip him.
0: this part here and just say I'm not, just so I can. When you come around <laughs> after he blows up in like week two and has a big week, and uh, you're gonna be like, I'm back on, he's got flex appeal, and then I'm gonna play this clip for you, Jake, just to remind you how many oh times God. you've been burned. I'm going to need,
1: if you play that clip, then please play this clip right after it of me telling future me, you're an idiot. Stop <laughs> it. Be better to yourself. You deserve better. Uh, but no, I'll move past Anderson, Kansas city, re-signed Justin Watson. They seem to like him a little bit later on uh, in the
0: season. It's depth. That's, I was going to say it's a good real NFL move. I don't think it has much fantasy impact. I know at one point he was a very hot name out there as far as wide receiver potential, but I feel like the fantasy potential is kind of passed him by. But, you know, he did come on for the team for real football, so it's good that he's catching on and and being involved in an offense because that's not often guys get a second, third, fourth chance like that.
1: That's very true. Speaking of, uh, not really a second chance, a chance and a half, I guess. Justin Ross is who I'm looking forward to on the Chiefs this mm-hmm. year. Uh, he had the injury, unfortunately, last he year. He is one of NHL.
0: my best ball guys that I've been drafting late. Um,
1: last round flyer kind of guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like him because, I mean, he had all he has all the talent in the world. Uh, if it were not for that injury, he probably would have came out as, like, the number one wide receiver last year. Uh, or he was definitely Indeed. in that converse he was in that conversation. Absolutely. Uh, from people that are much smarter than me that I listen to. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, um, uh, so yeah, it's worth taking that flyer late in best ball. Uh, it'll be interesting to see come redraft time, uh, if he's like healthy in camp and if there's any, uh, you know, any, any, any good news, any fire there that, um, he might be someone you could get on the cheap come redraft season that might actually have some fantasy impact in that offense yeah agreed the hype's already there he's practicing with Patrick Mahomes
1: they've already shown uh some pre uh pre-camp workouts together so that's neat uh this last bit is just interesting from an injury perspective the Cardinals added Jeff Driscoll to the quarterback room they already added David Blau earlier this offseason now they have uh, two injured quarterbacks. Kyler Murray obviously is the starter when healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then who? I forget who the second in command there is. Is it it's Chase?
0: Somebody? Chase Daniel.
1: There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I guess he would hypothetically be the number two, but he's also hurt, so they don't know what to expect. So I think they're just adding safety. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Really warm bodies. But-
1: Driscoll could legitimately start a few games Mm -hmm. if both of those guys are Mm -hmm. hurt. So if you're in a Superflex Dynasty League and you really have bench space to burn, then pick them up. Pick them up. Uh, But otherwise, you know, leave them. That's right.
0: Okay. So should we get into the meat of our episode here? Some of the high-risk, high-reward players for this upcoming season. Let's get into the meat, man. I'll I'll jump in. I'll put my meat out
1: there first. I can do that. Oh,
0: that's very bold of you.
1: (laughs) Don't even have to ask me. I'm just going to put my meat out there. Uh, The first one, and it's because we just talked about him, the drunk trade. I want to talk about Christian Watson. Uh, Definition. I think the definite, when I put these words together, high risk and high reward, this is the name that comes to mind for me. So I wanted to make sure that I talked about him. And we saw last year what the reward can be. Very slow start to the season. Uh, The crucial drop in his first, basically his first pass from Aaron Rodgers, which has just been hammered into the dirt by this point. But he took some time after the injury then, came back midway through the season, started really gaining some steam. And he was a touchdown maestro for about four games. There was an eight-game stretch towards the end of the season where he was just really great for fantasy. And I will not take that away from him. What I am a little bit curious about is how much can we rely on touchdowns to bolster his fantasy production, and does he really need them? If you look at last year, he needs them. Because, again, those four games where he was scoring like crazy, that was 72% of his fantasy points were in those four weeks because he scored eight touchdowns. He had nine touchdowns all season, eight in that four-week span. One of them, a rushing touchdown to boot. That's pretty massive. Do we expect Jordan Love in his first year, first true year playing, to put him in a position to score that frequently at that type of pace? I would suggest cautiously, no. That's Mm -hmm. not what I'm expecting. Even though there was a game where Justin came into, excuse me, not Justin, Jordan, came into the game for an injured Aaron Rodgers against Philly, and he looked good, and he made Christian Watson look good, or vice versa, which is kind of what I suspect. Christian Watson maybe made Jordan Love look good, because he took like a 60-yard little nothing pass to the house, and that was kind of it. He can do that, and that's amazing, and that's why he has such a high reward, Mm -hmm. because he's not saying Tyreek Hill, but the explosiveness is there like that where it just takes these couple of chunk plays and then you're great for the week. You're all set. I just can't quite get on board with where he's currently being drafted, at least in best ball In best ball. He's like a fourth round guy. He's a top, almost a top 12 wide receiver in best ball, top 15, I think at least. And that's, I, I'm not there, especially for redraft. What do you think?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Um, I, I love his upside and obviously as a Packer fan, I uh, love that we have him and he's on our team very raw coming out of North Dakota State, you know, D2 school but yeah, did Rodgers make him last year with those you know, all those touchdowns? I do expect regression there but as you also said, he has that that ability to take a short pass and take it to the house or, you know, get big chunk yards. So that ability doesn't go away. And maybe that's will be more of his game is between the 20s, you know, kind of being more of a yak monster doing short passes as opposed to trying to do the long bombs that Rogers would do and then be that red zone target because he is a very tall, tall man. Uh, so he, he is a great red zone target where we don't have a lot of those options in green Bay, as far Mm -hmm. as those big bodied, tall wide receivers that can go up and get the ball. So if, if this offense moves, I think opportunity is there in the red zone for him. I, where he's going right now though, in best ball and where he'll probably end up going in redraft this, this fall uh, is going to be probably too rich for me and uh, how I draft. Yeah. That's, but the, that's up, but the, the upside thing. is definitely there.
1: For sure. And that's the whole point here. It's like, yes, they could absolutely win you that that league. And so if you're comfortable with it, mm-hmm. draft them. And, and I'm but, not saying not to draft them, but there is very inherent risk, especially because yep. I don't believe they're done adding to this wide mm-hmm. receiver crew.
0: Right. the other and, and we don't know. Like, we don't know what a non-Aaron Rodgers-led offense looks like for an entire season here right. uh, under LaFleur. Like, this offense could theoretically sputter. I mean, it could be just a ground and pound with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and that's it. You know, like, like the wide receiver, it, it, it could get real ugly. So, uh, we don't know. I don't think that's what it's going to look like. I think it'll look the same type of offense, probably just not quite as much volume to the wide receivers. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we really don't know at the end of the day.
1: Scary. We got the scaries about Mm -hmm. it. All right. Who do you want to talk to here or talk about rather? You can talk to him too, if you want.
0: Well, I want to talk about, um, in this trade that we talked about our drunk trade, that's Jamal Williams, my favorite mermaid. Um, he had an unbelievable season last year. He finished as running back 13, uh, buoyed by 17 touchdowns uh, all on the ground he he was the the vulture uh much to my chagrin for uh, uh DeAndre Swift uh left Detroit after the season moved down south to the dirty south uh New Orleans they're like oh we have Alvin Kamara you know you you kind of expect him to have a similar type role especially as Kamara's getting a little bit older uh, use him more as that satellite receiving back uh, where Jamal can kind of be that ground and pound. But uh, the upside comes in this year with this potential suspension for Kamara. And I think most people in the fantasy industry here, we expect Kamara to be suspended for at least a handful of games, probably at least three or four, up to like six. Like six,
1: at least. Is my, that's my personal right. Cleanup.
0: So if that's the case, I mean, he steps into that number one role for up to six weeks of the season. um, So that upside is there. He can catch the ball really well. He runs the ball really well. Uh, It's just a matter of, do you believe in this offense? Uh, You know, they have Derek Carr. You've got Chris Olave. They've got an okay defense. So, I mean, yeah, they can move the ball. Um uh, I forget about Michael Thomas cuz he's been a non-factor for so many years, but he is Christ. still on the team and presumably healthy. So, yeah, this offense could move the ball and um if he's stepping into a number 1 role for 6 weeks out of the season, um he he could be a real value uh with where he's going in drafts right now.
1: Yeah, honestly, my only the the risk part for Jamal Williams comes to me cuz I don't think his draft Capital. I mean, we'll see once it gets closer to the year with the Mm -hmm. suspension news. That will determine everything with this draft capital. But also, I am a little bit worried for his sake that the Saints are going to add another really solid running back in the draft. Mm -hmm. And now, if they do that, and if Alvin Kamara's suspension is less than what I would think, or it's not super hefty, now maybe there's a little bit of a three-headed monster in that backfield. Because I could see that as a realistic thing right. playing out.
0: Mm-hmm. But the
1: good news is for Redraft, all of that will be clarified, at least for you. Yes. So it's just, can he get into the damn end zone like the boss that he is again this year?
0: That is the million-dollar question.
1: <laughs> and I do not have a million-dollar answer.
0: All right. Who are uh, you on to next?
1: Not a million-dollar man at least in your eyes. I'm talking about Amari Cooper. You love to hate him, don't you? Sometimes you hate to love him, I guess. Last year, you kind of hated to love him because he did come on um, despite your uh, best wishes, I guess, or your worst wishes for him. He came on pretty decent. Um, But that was with Jacoby Brissett. And the Browns were interesting last year because their damn new quarterback was out until week 13, I believe it was, when Deshaun Watson finally came back. And when Deshaun Watson did come back, he looked bad. He looked like somebody who hadn't played football in two years because he hadn't played football in two years. (laughs) And so Amari Cooper, along with the rest of the team, suffered for that in terms of fantasy production. And Amari Cooper's splits were devastating, honestly. With Watson versus without, there was about a five-point PPR uh, difference per week, he had twice the touchdown rate with Jacoby Brissett as he did with Sean Watson. That's as much a knock against Watson as it is a kudos for Brissett. I think for actually handling that offense incredibly well. But it's not even just the quarterback situation this year that gives me a little bit of pause. Yeah, Deshaun Watson could come back after a full off season and practicing with the guys, and maybe he looks like his old self, and that would be great. But there is a little bit of a concern for Elijah Moore being added. I know a lot of people have written him off. He uh, got brought over from the Jets this offseason. The Jets did not like Elijah Moore last Mm -hmm. year. They loved him the year before, and he looked great for them the year before. He could very well be this offense's Will Fuller. If we want to use old analogies uh, from Watson's time with the Texans, I think that he could be the Will Fuller type. That leaves a little bit of uncertainty for Amari Cooper. I mean, maybe probably a lot more for Donovan Peoples-Jones, who people were expecting to break out even further this year. But that also just gives me cautious about Cooper. There's still a run-heavy offense at heart, I think. And so Nick Chubb ain't going anywhere. Amari Cooper's draft capital hopefully doesn't make him too risky, but I still think there's a pretty decent risk that he is the 800 to 900-yard guy with a few touchdowns, as opposed to the thousand plus yard, you know, 130 target guy that we would expect hypothetically for him to be this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Now with Deshaun Watson being back, you know, played part of the year last year, full off season in this offense. Do you expect this offense to take a step forward and maybe change their philosophy a little bit? I know they've traditionally been more of a run-heavy offense, the Kevin Stefanski offense. Uh, Nick Chubb is getting a you know another year older. Uh, he is on his you know second contract and you know kind of mm-hmm. hitting that fantasy age cliff. Uh, do you expect them maybe to move towards more of a pass? more pass heavy offense and less of the run uh, considering they have that quarterback now that that can throw the ball is accurate downfield uh like i said has another offseason in this playbook and working out with the players and you know all that mm-hmm. other stuff that we love
1: it's the hope it's it's the dream scenario is that that exactly plays out and it could it absolutely could play out that way but with his downfield accuracy, too, the other thing is, like, is that really going to be, is Amari Cooper going to be his downfield guy if that's how things shake I, out? I'm just saying, like, maybe not it, downfield,
0: you know? but, I mean, he he is a more accurate quarterback, you hmm. know. So, and, you know, they sure. Kareem Hunt is gone. Uh, say what you will about what hmm. Darius Johnson, he went to Jacksonville. So it's like yeah. there's not that depth behind Nick Chubb right now which probably means they'll draft someone uh, later or a couple guys. But I, you know, I, I think what made that offense work is that they had that kind of one-two punch with Chubb and Hunt that that they could rely on those guys more. Uh, and, and let's be honest, the quarterbacks they've had there didn't really inspire confidence of them being able to take that shoulder the the team and lead them down the field. You know, and it's nothing against Brissett or Baker or, you know, any, any other litany of quarterbacks. that It's, have little started there. Baker, that? it's so a little bit about Baker, you know, little bit against him. So it's just, you know, now that they have someone much more accomplished at the helm with a lot more ability, it'll be interesting to see if this offense changes. And if so, I don't think I think, Cooper, you could expect the same type of season that he had last year.
1: Yeah, and I think that that is the reward. That you hope for with a guy like him. So that's why, again, I I just think it's tumultuous. But, yeah, the upside is 1,000% there for
0: him. Yeah, and I think he's someone I'll probably be going after in redraft this year. Because I don't think the hype is going to be there. And he finished top 10 last year. Um, And and for good reason, people have been down on him. I've had my ups and downs with him, too. I've been on that roller coaster. But um, I'm also not afraid to change my opinion. And he's someone, especially if his price stays a little deflated come redraft, uh, he's someone I will probably end up buying into uh, just based off the season he had last year with the quarterback that he was playing with for most of the season.
1: Nice. Well, I look forward to our roles reversing on Amari Cooper here uh, as they were definitely polar opposites a couple of a few years ago. But Mm -hmm. it's good. We can change. We can adapt. All right. Who do you want to talk about here next?
0: Let's see. I want to talk about Mike Evans, Um, someone that is perpetually just undervalued. Um, But coming into this season, I think he is a risk, but he very well could return the same value he has every single year he's been in the league. Like he's never had less than a thousand yards. And I think there's only been one season where he's had less than five touchdowns in a season. So very consistent. I think half the seasons he's had double digit touchdowns. So, I mean, he's been a fairly consistent wide receiver year in and year out, and the disrespect this guy is getting is crazy. Now, I know Tom Brady's gone, and they've got Baker there now or Kyle Trask. Um, One of those two will most likely be starting unless they end up taking, a little bit later in the draft, one of these uh, rookie quarterbacks, but there's still nothing saying that, that that person would end up starting, so... You're probably looking at Baker, let's be honest, as the veteran that's going to get the nod. Um, and that just doesn't inspire a ton of confidence, but Mike Evans is not a guy. You, you just throw the ball up to him. He's going to high point it. He's going to come down with it. A uh, huge red zone target. So assuming the Bucks actually can move the ball, get down to the red zone, I would expect him to have those like two touchdown games or three touchdown games. Um, he'll be a great best ball by this year. Uh, for sure. Um, but where he's where he's probably going to end up going in drafts, I know he's got the name recognition, but I still think people are just going to be like, ooh, I don't like that situation, the offensive situation. So I think he's going to end up sliding. Um, and he could end up paying off big, but big bust potential as well. Because if that offense sputters, I mean... You're just you're looking at just a whole fucking just big pile of doo doo. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and I didn't even bring up that um, Chris Godwin last year was recovering from that ACL injury. Right. He's a full year re- removed from that now. So I expect him to kind of return to form. So you still have that one A, one B on the team uh, and which one of them is going to step forward as the bigger fantasy producer. Or are they just going to both kind of falter because they don't have a great quarterback playing for him?
1: Yeah, I think it totally depends on who their quarterback is as to which of those two guys prospers for fantasy cuz I could see if Baker is the quarterback for the vast majority of the season, mm-hmm. yeah, he can throw a jump ball up to Mike Evans and mm-hmm. he's willing to do that time and time again. We've seen it constantly. Yeah. Uh and whether it was with the Rams this past year or with the Browns before that, he'll do that. So I think Mike Evans absolutely has the potential. He's wide receiver 32 right now in Best Ball drafts. That's Fucking it's
0: bonkers. It's criminal. It's criminal.
1: So bonkers. <laughs> I'm taking that every single time. I think mm-hmm. I've drafted him in literally every best ball I've done thus far. I, I've, I've gotten him in a
0: couple, I think two of the three I've done so far, I think I've gotten him because it's just like he's still sitting there and it's just like. It's crazy. Especially in best ball. Because like I said, he's going to have those like two or three touchdown games. Uh, He may not have the yards, but he's going to get the touchdowns, which is going to buoy him. Yeah. And. Yeah, it's going to be great. Honestly, I mean, all the guys
1: that we're talking about here are perfect for best ball because that's the mentality, right? you mm-hmm. got to take the risk because the reward is what it is. You don't play safe there, and none of these guys are safe. And that includes uh, my last guy here, which is Calvin Ridley. Not a safe player. I-, I know people are very excited for his return. I'm excited for his return. Absolutely. I think it's bullshit that he had to sit out a year in the first place. But him moving from the Falcons to with the Jaguars, which is our like second favorite team now, <laughs> we might as well change the colors of this thing from green and yellow to the Jaguars. No, colors. no,
0: no. We're, we'll never do that. Okay. Well, maybe not never. Maybe we can just occasionally. Maybe, like, okay an it, but... maybe yeah. like an episode or two. Maybe like
1: an episode we will make it yeah. a special uh, Jaguars color. Like color the AFC South. Sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God, we're going to be the homers for the AFC South episode. Oh, totally. But anyways, <laughs> Calvin Ridley being with the Jaguars and being with Trevor Lawrence, that is all fantastic in, in theoretical world, at least. He has been away for a year. That's the reality of it, mm-hmm. as much as we didn't want it. He is coming back to an offense that was doing fantastic without him last year, especially as the season wore on. We saw basically what was true. A true rookie year for certainly Travis Etienne, who was injured in his real rookie year, and Trevor Lawrence had to deal with Urban Meyer and his bullshit his entire rookie year. I don't even count that as a year. That is, he had to babysit. He, he wasn't even being able to quarterback. He had to, like, babysit that year. So in their first, off, uh, first season together, rather, that Jaguars offense looked fantastic, and Christian Kirk looked really, really good. And I think people assume that Calvin Ridley steps into this offense and takes over and is the de facto number one receiver now. I don't see that as a given. Christian Kirk could absolutely retain that role, and which would not mean that Calvin Ridley is bad. Calvin Ridley could mm-hmm. still be fantastic as the second guy or the 1B, whatever you want to say. But in best ball, which is the only frame of reference we have for ADP right now that's legitimate. Calvin Ridley is going at least around ahead of Christian Kirk and that just does not make sense to me. These are guys that should if anything be going back to back. I think as the offseason wears on and we get to see more of Calvin Ridley out there, hype's going to intensify because we're just so excited for him to be back that I think his ADP is going to crest up. I think there's going to be a big golf between Ridley and Kirk in which case I'm going to be the guy taking Kirk every um, again, doesn't mean Ridley will be bad, but I think that
0: the expectations need to be tempered a little bit for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, we saw what that offense did last year, and it, it clicked really well. I love the addition, especially for the offense in general. As you said, we're, we're yeah. kind of uh, homers uh, for Jacksonville now <laughs> here. Uh, unabashedly. I don't care. I am proud of it. Uh, but it would be interesting to see how he fits in, just knowing he's been out. Yeah is he is he in football shape i would assume so but we don't know uh is he going to pick up on this offense i mean there's, there's just a lot of question marks there The the talent that he showed when he was with atlanta was unquestionable like he he was awesome granted that should still be there but i don't know it's a lot of question marks and it'll be interesting to see how this team kind of how the ball gets distributed, you know, basically everything you said. I, I agree with you. Uh not much to add there. Yes. <laughs> By the way, do you want to take a guess at how old Calvin Ridley is?
1: Twenty-eight. Yeah, that didn't seem like a guess. <laughs> that seemed like you were acutely aware. He is twenty We'll be twenty nine, uh turning twenty nine.
0: You're in the middle of the season. He seems a lot younger than that, but uh... I I know that because I've I've done some research on Calvin Ridley, and you know I just I, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, not for the show specifically, just in this offseason it's like um cuz he's he's one of those most polarizing players that we really don't know what's going to happen for sure, for sure. All right,
1: who do you want to wrap up here with?
0: All right, I'm going to end with Daniel Jones. Finally going to get a a quarterback in here. Um you know, he finished last year um oh, I got to change my sheet here. Hold on bad podcast sheets um, he finished as qb9 last year so he had a very good season with basically zero wide receivers on his team uh the reason that i put him on this list is is high risk high reward um as of right now they haven't done much to bolster that wide receiver core they have like a lot of wide receiver twos on their team but no alpha to really take that um to be that centerpiece, the focal point of that offense. Uh, they did bring in Darren Waller, assuming he stays healthy. I do expect him to kind of be that de facto target hog. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the draft because they could take a wide receiver, uh, one of these studs, and you know, insert player X as the stud wide receiver that will be funneled all the targets. Uh, they're going into year two of this um, offensive scheme. Uh, And we saw what they did in year one. So you really got to like, you know, that you have to think that there's going to be that next step of improvement uh, with them. They still have Saquon there. So, you know, they still have that very balanced running game. Daniel Jones has that sneaky running rushing upside as well. So, I mean, I, I do expect him to do well, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I mean, he had, 30, only 3,200 yards passing, which is really on the low end. Um, had 15 touchdowns, only five interceptions. Great. Love that ratio. Had 700 yards rushing and seven touchdowns on the ground as well. So there is that sneaky upside that you love to have, which is why he ended up in the top 10. Uh, if he puts up those same, same amount of stats, yeah, he'll probably be in the top 10 again this year. But with the lack of a true wide receiver one on the squad, that's what really gives me pause. I, I don't know if it was just, they caught lightning in a bottle last year where things just worked out, where the wide receivers were able to get open and and have some big games, or if it was just more, maybe it is the scheme that was brought over there. And that's what works for those receivers. And and it, it really is scheme related. And if that's the fact, well, then I would expect more of the same thing. Yeah, I think
1: Brian Dable can make a lot of gold out of a lot of crap, it seems like. And yeah, it's just weird. There's no elite receiver. There's some elite, uh, like adjacent guys there that are good, like you said. Saquon Barkley still holding out off of his franchise tag, which is interesting. We'll see how long Mm -hmm. that stretches in. That could be a concern for Daniel Jones. I don't so. I would be concerned if if that got serious, I'd be concerned for it. Right. But but yeah, there's nothing we're not suggesting. He will hold out the whole season, but that's something to watch. And yeah, I think it kind of falls on Darren Waller. So I'm I'm into it. I I think that he could, I don't think that he can do better really than what he did last year. But if his ADP stays suppressed, that's still fantastic return on value. So Mm -hmm. I'm into him if that happens. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Whew.
1: We got some risk. We got some reward out of the way. I feel confident about that group. Well, no, I don't. That's kind of the whole point, I guess, <laughs> is that we don't feel <laughs> that confident. But maybe we will over time. Maybe as the offseason progresses, we'll get some confidence in these guys.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Maybe. I know where you're not confident, which is this draft that we have coming up here. So... We're switching gears. Let's, let's move away from football. Let's wrap up the episode with uh, another one of our fun pop drafts. We've done everything pretty much at this point. We've done mm-hmm. music. We've done movies. We've done television. What we haven't done just yet is video games. So we're going to rectify that. And we're going to do it the way that we know how. <laughs> because I'm not going to speak for you, Dustin. But I am not a connoisseur of modern video games. That's not
0: me. No, absolutely not.
1: Yeah, I stick to the classics. That's mm-hmm. all I have. So, we are doing a classics video game draft. This is going to be exclusively for games PlayStation 1 and previous. All right. So, nothing beyond PlayStation 1. We're we're not even doing Xbox here. Right. All right. That's how but we're not I,
0: doing it. Does this include N64? It does. Feel like yeah. Because that came oh. before.
1: PlayStation. Yeah. Did it? I think so. Really? I'm pretty sure. If it didn't, we'll include it anyways. Because okay. I thought about N64 while I was doing this. Okay. Let's Let's put it this way. Basically, we're, you know, we're talking uh, original Nintendo, Super Nintendo, right. Sega Genesis, N64, PlayStation, whatever weird shit fell in the middle of that, you know, Sega Dreamcast, uh, mm-hmm. whatever you want to throw in there. But that era, at least, let's right.
0: say, all right fair enough fair enough so do we do the pick the wheel do you want me to pull that up and i mean we kind of can always
1: rock paper scissors but i know you don't like to do that you like to default to the wheel because the wheel prefers you no it doesn't say it yes it totally does it
0: does not you're such a liar absolutely does (laughs) all right here we go let's spin the wheel
1: son of a bitch i knew it i knew it he says the wheel doesn't favor him and then what does that fucking wheel do immediately
0: it just shoves that
1: in my face how dare you i don't know that i want the first pick
0: to be honest really yeah
1: I figured you absolutely wanted the. first Well,
0: pick. I mean, now because here, here, here's my thing. I didn't think N64. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, yeah, the N64 was included uh-huh. in this, yep. which it makes it a very obvious 101. <sighs> um, yeah. So I'm gonna take Goldeneye. <laughs> no preamble here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is what I was assuming with the the 101. Yeah, and so uh, when you said that you didn't want it, I, I should have went in for a trade. I guess, you should at have, moment. but you wouldn't have done it. All right, once you two picks, Jake. Full, so. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for my top one. I'm not even gonna do this projecting what you're gonna take. I'm just gonna no. take my favorite video game of all time. It's Super Mario Brothers three, the original Nintendo. It's a perfect game. Frustrating, yes, yes, but perfect. <laughs> As it stands, mm-hmm. all the suits, love it, love all the, it. All the level changes—it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Now here's where it gets a little bit tough because there's there's a big top. My tier for video games now gets really big, but now I do have to project what you're gonna maybe take. um I don't know that you would take this, but I don't want to risk it. I am taking NBA Jam. Oh, In good fact, choice. I'm gonna, I'm going to
0: make it the Tournament TE. Edition. You're going to take the TE, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'll abbreviate it <laughs> TE because that's uh,
1: that's too fucking long there. But yeah, TE is absolutely the way to go. Oh, you can play as the best. Beastie Boys in that if you have the right cheat code. <laughs>
0: uh, I that That is a great choice, Jake. I love that game. I still play <laughs> NBA Jam whenever I fire up my little console. Um, oh, I, I, that is one of the games I play every single time. I love. You have it that so magic much. console that's let, lets you mm-hmm. play a bunch of old school games like all in yep. one. Yeah, oh, so good. Yeah, it's it's the best. Okay, so I, I got two picks here. Um, oh, you know, I just have to go with games that I love to play and they're my favorites. That's what you got to um, do, man. I, I just can't try to like play the field here, and 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 I'm not gonna try to. You In know, pander for, for votes here either. Um, I know. So I am going to take here um, for PlayStation uh, Twisted Metal 2, one that of my favorite bad. games of all time. Again, still play it now. It is amazing. Um, I love Twisted
1: Metal 2. We diverge because I prefer the original. That's mm-hmm. the only difference, but they're both glorious games. Yes.
0: Yeah. Love it. Lots of fun. Um I there is a game I do want to take, but I don't think you're gonna take it. Um okay. the next one I am gonna take here is um Mario Kart. Oh, you for the Super that. Nintendo, not not oh, Mario Super Kart 64. Kart. Yeah, I'm taking okay. Super Mario Kart. So All right. uh for the for the NES. Or yeah, SNES. look, I thought
1: that, about that is the, the one net. I played
0: first. Yeah, You know, and that's the one I spent all my time playing. So that is why I took that one over the N64.
1: Yeah, I mean, both
0: are fantastic. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I agree with you, by the way. I grew up on the uh, the original one. So that's what I would have defaulted to as well. I thought about putting that instead of NBA Jam. I just really wanted NBA Jam. And that's on me for thinking I could slip something by. Uh, I am going to have a tough decision here do i go really really old school which is probably what i'm going to do or do i make it a little bit recent i'm gonna go really really old school i'm going to take one of my other all-time favorite games mike Tysons. oh great choice oh, great choice the experiences i've oh. had playing his little mini mac there in how many times I've had to use the cheat codes that you get after you ascend to each level Uh of, you know, boxer. I've only,
0: I've never beaten Mike Tyson. I was about to lie lie.
1: and say I've only beaten him once just to sound cool. I've never beaten him. I don't know why I was about to lie.
0: Oh, I've never beaten him either. Don't worry.
1: All right. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, For my second one, I am going to, I'm going to keep the fighting aspect in line here. I'm going to go with a little game called Tekken 3 for the PlayStation. It's the greatest fighting game ever made. I stand by that. Again, my knowledge tops out at like 2009, so I'm not the greatest resource, (laughs) but in my head, greatest fighting game ever made.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't fault you for that. Not my go-to. I was never much of a Tekken player. Um, So I'm going to take my preferred fighting game of choice. Ooh. And that is Mortal Kombat Two. Uh, it's you know, and again, it's that's that's the one I played. Uh, it's nothing against Tekken or any of the other fighting games, but that was the one. Like you, you had the finishing moves, you had the blood, the blood cheat, the blood code, Yeah, you know, yeah. like it was, it was great.
1: I had not- Mortal Kombat Two on my list, and I want. I'm only saying that because it was Mortal Kombat Two, not one, not nope. three, not anything beyond. It was two. For me. Yep, yep,
0: apps of Smurfly.
1: <laughs> all right, what's up next for you?
0: All right, up next here, and I'm looking at all the different consoles here uh, top sure, games. Sure. Um I I think I'm gonna go with um The Legend of Zelda, the original.
1: I knew I, I suspected you would say that. And can I tell you something right now? I've never played a Zelda game. Oh, they're fun. I
0: I enjoy them. The original is the one I've played the most, obviously. uh, But Mm. I do enjoy them all. For the little bit i played them.
1: Yeah, I feel like I need to go back and revisit that. There's a couple of other games I've never played. I'm not going to say right now in case you're going to take some. I want you to push (laughs) those as far back into the draft as possible. So I'm going to wait. I am going to... uh, Take a game. Actually, I think you and I played this not too long ago on some, you know, cold fucking Wisconsin winter day when there was nothing else to do. Pretty sure we fired up the NFL blitz action and Mm -hmm. God damn it is that game fun. Um, Also frustrating because it's anarchy. It's complete chaos. There's no semblance of real football in there, but that's okay. Its my two favorite things football and like wrestling combined mm-hmm. what's not to love about that here's where I think I could maybe snipe you on something um but <laughs> if I do there's a good chance you come back and screw me over on a different game so I'm gonna go with my heart instead of my brain I am going to take the original contra yeah. For the NES. I was
0: hoping that would make it back to this one. I, I wish I would have taken Contra over Legend of Zelda. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. It was kind of a miss, uh, my point there. Uh, great pick, though. I can't believe it made it this long. Let's be honest. That is such a great, such a game. great game. Uh It's the Konami code. It's the original Konami code. It's just about to say, man. It's that's so all I you mean, need. 99 lives. Uh, that's the only that's right. way you're
1: getting through that shit, by the way. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, you get two now. You get to return the favor here. There was one game I left on the board uh, that I really hope makes it back to me, but I want a contra.
0: Oh, geez. Here. Um. Let's see. I think there's one game I haven't picked that I don't think you're going to take, so I'm gonna hold off. Actually, there's two of them. I think you're not gonna take. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna. I know. So, I think with this first one, actually, there's a game I think you might want. It's not one of my favorites, but I know you love the game. Um, So, do I snipe you? you? And um,
1: it's not even one of your favorite games.
0: Do I just snipe you? Because? (laughs) Just to be an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Or, I mean, I've played it, it's just not one that I've been very good at. Let's put it that way. Look, man, you can Um, do what you want, but.
1: I'm about to throw a fisticuffs if it's a game that. <laughs> no,
0: I, I won't. I, and you know, it's fine. Um, I'm going to take here Resident Evil 2. Ooh,
1: I, I have to show, I'll have to show you on my screen because otherwise you're not going to believe it. Every time it's Resident Evil 2, it's always the sequel. Always. Right, except for Twisted Metal for me. Again, that's the original one, but like it's Mortal Kombat 2 and Resident Evil 2. They figured some
0: shit out in the sequels that they did mm-hmm. get in the original game. That's right. All right, so my next pick here. Um, what do I want to mm-hmm. take? Um, mm-hmm. I want to take Sonic the Hedgehog, the original. Nice. I mean, it's it shouldn't have lasted this long. Let's be honest. Um, and I know there, there's there's yeah. some people that like two better than one, but give me the OG. Yeah, I don't need tails. I don't need you know any of the other characters. Just give me Sonic.
1: Yeah, you know, I think a lot of this game draft falls into like, which camp were you? Were you a mm. Nintendo person? Were you a Sega person, et cetera? And I think that that uh, it
0: kind of played a factor because I kind of forgot about Sonic the Hedgehog because I wasn't a Sega kid. I didn't have I wasn't access either. to it. See, I, I had the um, Nintendo slash um, Super Nintendo. I had a friend that was Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. So I got the best of both worlds where we would we would... Switch out and play that, so um, oh, lucky bastard. Yes,
1: well, I'm gonna go back to my safe space, I'm gonna go back to my Nintendo because I need to, and I am going to take double dragon. Double dragon, it's nice mm-hmm. because it's a solo or a two person, you can do co op, mm-hmm. you can also fight each other, it kind of has everything built into it. Uh, It has those Bilbo things too, which are a lot of fun. Mm
0: -hmm. And there was a
1: movie made out of it uh, around the same time that the original Mario movie got made, which was equally terrible, but also really, really fun. Um, It had the cop from, he had T 1000. It had the T 1000 from uh, Terminator 2 Mm -hmm. as like the bad guy. I loved it. It was awful. I'm gonna follow that up with more Nintendo, and I'm going with Super Metroid.
0: Good choice. Buy good, me some Super Metroid. Very good choice. So I've got three picks left here. You sure do. You've Got
1: some space to work with. Now you apparently have two games that you don't expect that I'll take it all. No. So you you have some operating room if
0: you believe that to be true. I do, but I just <laughs> there's there's a lot of games that I just love, though, that I don't I just don't feel like I should cut them out.
1: Uh, <laughs> These are the hard
0: decisions, man. They have to. I be made. know. Uh, all right. Well, I, I a game I love again, I'm just got to go with my heart here. Game I love. Uh, I'm going with Medal of Honor.
1: Ooh.
0: Love that game. Still play it. The original one, uh, I never got into the sequel ones, which I'm sure they're uh, equally as awesome. But that original one, there's just something I just love about that. And then I'm going to um, follow up with Super Mario World. Ooh, uh, that's a that's, good one. I, I love that. That's my favorite Mario game of them all, to be honest. Um, hmm. Spent countless hours uh, beating that game. Uh,
1: as great. Is it because you got to ride Yoshi around? Because that's the first game you got to ride mm-hmm. Yoshi around, and that shit was well. It's so all fun. the
0: all the hidden levels that they have, and
1: oh, it's just it's just great. It's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of regret. Ten is almost too few for something like this, but it has to be done. There has to be <laughs> a cut mm-hmm. off because now I'm looking. There's like five that I really want to fit in here. Maybe if I type them really small in the entry spots, I can get it to work. Oh my God, this is so difficult. I hate this. Why did I do this to us? Um, look, I'm gonna take this one because if I don't, I'm gonna feel like an asshole. Uh, I spent too many hours playing Doom to not uh, put this on this. That was world.
0: one I was thinking about. For me, it was Final Doom on the PlayStation. Oh, that
1: was all I spent PC. so
0: many hours playing that one because uh, you could link up your Playstations on two TVs. So you could play deathmatch against each other on the Doom levels. Or That's you could play fantastic. tag team where like the spawn of the the demons was like double of normal. So it was just a bloodbath. It was so fun. So fun. Wow. wow. But that, is a, that is a great choice, though.
1: I want to play your version now. Mine sounds stupid <laughs> by comparison. All right. I'm, I saved this one for last because I knew there was no chance you were going to take this. I think we've even talked about the fact that you've ever played this game. It's one of my all-time favorite games of any genre it is Metal Gear Solid. I almost the original sniped PlayStation. You on that
0: one after you is that the contra. one you were that thinking about? That was the about? one, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And if you, and if you didn't take it, I was going to call it out immediately after my last <laughs> pick to make you feel like a <laughs> dick for forgetting it. But that's fair. yeah, that's fair. It's so good. Yeah, I played it a little bit. I have never, that was just one game I never got into, but I know it's very popular. People love it. Um, I think it's a very solid 10th round pick for you. I
1: appreciate that. Now you have the honors of taking uh Mr. or Mrs. Irrelevant with
0: the last game. You know game. what? In this game, I'm sure it's one that, that uh a lot of our listeners out there uh will will probably not be familiar with. It's it's a very off-the-wall game. It's one of my favorites. Is it's it? Toe Jam and Earl. Yes! I love that game so much. It's so oh. ridiculous. It's so fun. I've never beaten it. Like I've never beaten it. Uh, I've gotten close. Uh, Someday I will when I can just spend like five hours concentrating on beating this game. Uh, It's so fun, though. It's so fun. I love it so much. Um, And I knew that I had to take it.
1: I've heard you talk about this game so many times. And I just remember the first time I heard the name of it. I thought that you were just stoned out of your gourd. Honestly, I didn't even think it made any sense. But I think the creators of the game probably were. Probably that that actually does track man. There was a, there was some, some ones that were really hard to leave off. Like I'll tell you my honorable mentions here. There was a a WWF attitude game that I loved for the Mm -hmm. PlayStation. Oh, Royal Rumble was one of my favorites. Oh, I love the Mega Man series. Mm -hmm. I was a big fan of those. Mm -hmm. I loved Tomb Raider. I just couldn't work Tomb Raider into this thing. What for you? I'm curious. Didn't make the list that I thought was. I thought you were saving this one to the end cuz you didn't think I would put it in, which was Final Fantasy.
0: Yeah, I I, I enjoy that game, but I never really got super into it, but I do love I do love those like just those types of games. Um, you know, Street Fighter did not make the uh, list, yeah. um which I love, but I I took Mortal Kombat. So it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I I didn't want to double up. Um Madden football did not yeah. make the list. It's going to be some I, mad people. I, listening to this. I, play, I played that so much in college on the PlayStation, like Madden 97. Yeah. Uh, that was like the go-to or Madden 98. Like those were like my golden years. Um, love that. I, I probably should have put that on, especially since this mm. is a mm-hmm. fantasy football, uh, podcast, which kind of got Lost me into the whole dynasty, uh, uh, aspect of fantasy football. You know, you got to build your own yeah. team and everything. Um, earthworm gym i love playing that game it's a good one Crash uh,
1: bandicoot that's a good game i forgot to put in i there.
0: never really got into that one a lot i played it a little bit i i like it just you know never it's was Sonic high. the hedgehog type of game so you already yeah. covered
1: that base i think
0: uh turtles 2 uh, is that the uh, one the you arcade. Have to swim a lot no 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 that's the first okay. one it's the turtles uh the arcade Dungeon. one mm-hmm. it's the arcade one where you uh in the arcade you could play four player But for the, I think it was for Super Nintendo, you can only play two player. Uh, That one was super fun. Uh, Yeah, there's so many games, especially with the NES. I mean, we didn't hit like Excite Bike, Paperboy. Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. Oh my God, we didn't put Duck Hunt in here. I mean, the original Original Mario, like Super Mario 1 is classic. I mean, so many great games that you just, like you said, 10 rounds was... Not nearly enough, but we had to cap it somewhere. Donkey Kong Country. Fuck, yeah, so yeah, many. <laughs> Another great one. Like, so many great games. But we did our best,
1: damn it. And we will uh, post the results to Twitter as we always do. That's Feel right. Feel free to take yeah. a vote. Or tell us what we missed. Because mm-hmm. I'm there's so many that you could go to. So I'm sure there's a lot of uh, honorable mentions out there that we didn't even cover yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that should do it for this week. Um, we are planning on doing a mailbag show next week. So any questions that you have, um, whether it's with the upcoming rookie draft or the NFL draft, I shouldn't say rookie draft, NFL draft of the rookies um, or any other fantasy related questions. Uh, it could be console game related questions. A- anything that we've done draft wise here in this off season. Uh, if you have best ball questions, dynasty redraft, we are here for it all. Um, but yeah, next week is going to be a mailbag show. So come with your questions. Uh, if you join us in the chat live, we will answer your questions live on the air uh, and give you the shout out. So, uh, please join us there as always follow us on Twitter. If you don't already, uh, my partner to my right, uh, <laughs> at Jake Trillbridge, the podcast is at drinking fantasy. You can find me at FF dusty dog, as always, go out, give us a rate, review, wherever you uh, do that for your podcast of choice or podcast uh, platform of choice. Uh, find us on YouTube every single week. We go live. We we post out clips of the show. Uh, you can find content from us wherever you want, basically. So go out and do that. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers. Oh, shit, oh, shit.